Hello and welcome along to the Family and Friends podcast. My name is Maxi. I'm one of the producers here at Family Creative and this is our new weekly podcast. Each week we plan to introduce you to some of the guys that we work with quite regularly and some people that we haven't even worked with at all yet. Our guest this week is art director and set designer Lyndon Ogborn. He was in acting for 20 years, uh, you know, featuring in a number of television series in the UK and a handful of films as well. A couple of years ago, he decided it was time for a gear change and began his career behind the camera. We talk breaking away from a career that you've spent 20 years building, starting anew in a field where you don't have a huge amount of experience. And as ever, we end with any advice for anyone considering entering his creative field. I hope you enjoy this episode of Family and Friends with Lyndon Ogborn. Lyndon, thank you so much for joining us on Family and Friends. Um, uh, yeah, how's everything? What, what are you up to today? Um, I'm all good. Thank you so much for having me. Um, I feel I feel very honoured to uh, to fit into the friends or maybe even the family category. I don't know, but I'm uh, <laughs> very chuffed to be involved. Um, today, um, I mean, I've been fortunate to be uh, sort of continually pretty busy through all of this madness um because obviously rightly or wrongly the production side of things sort of kept going um which meant that uh, I was able to sort of pretty much stick in work but all of a sudden it's definitely shifted up a gear and um and I'm now um fully immersed in four projects which is uh, is a bit of an eye opener because I've suddenly gone from like doing very little um and sort of having time off between projects to suddenly just all hands on deck pure madness so uh so yeah it's not very glamorous right now you catch me at a car park um at the side of the motorway pulled over for the joys of talking to you <laughs> <laughs> Amazing, mate. Uh, well, I mean, you're certainly sort of one of the one of the busiest people we know. Um, oh, in terms of, I uh, <laughs> yeah, no, fantastic, mate. Uh, it's always an absolute pleasure working with you. We've, you know, we've been lucky to 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 work together on a, a few jobs, um, sort of in and around the lockdown sort of thing, and you know, one or two before, um, which has been always been really fun. Um, it's great to hear you're so busy uh I'm... yeah man, I, I feel very i feel very fortunate um to have kept busy i mean as i say it's not been as busy as it normally is which is which is probably a relief because i had a um i uh my wife and i had a kid um a little boy jack just before lockdown sort of Amazing. kicked in congratulations so in a, yeah i mean mate the best the best thing in the world so um so i was very fortunate in a way because when I wasn't working at full capacity i was able to then just you know give a lot of time to um to Jack and just have the blissful um, sort of last, I mean, he's a year old now, which is crazy, but um, pretty much a year of uh, spending way more time with him than I'd have perhaps been able to if it hadn't been for all this madness. So, you know, every cloud, um, but uh, but yeah, definitely a cloud that hung over all of us. So I'm, I'm pleased to be making it out the other side. I'm sure you're feeling the same. Oh, mate, absolutely. Uh, it's, it's nice to to sort of yeah see everyone kind of getting getting busier and having some sort of sense of, of normality returning to the industry as a yeah. whole it's, yeah, it's absolutely just, it's good for everyone man you know we all like absolutely. to be busy um, yeah absolutely so here on family and friends we uh we sort of talk about uh your your roots into the creative industry uh to begin with you know uh your early experiences all this kind of stuff um to yeah to, to start off with um yeah 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 so, sure i, I mean, mean it's, it's been a bit of a gear change for you i guess i mean how long have you been doing your your sort of 
your creative direction, your set design, all this kind of stuff? Because uh, that, that's yes. not originally what you started off doing, was it? No, that's right. I mean, I, I leave it pretty ambiguous on my uh, on my Instagram page. But as I say, I, I, I think I write something like, if you know, you know, um, because <laughs> I, defi I definitely... Um, I definitely started off in a in a way different area. I was um, obviously I was acting for uh, nearly twenty years um, from from being a, a small boy. Um, so I did I did that and was sort of um, involved in various TV projects and TV and film and uh, and theatre in the theatre world as well. And I guess um, I guess I was always always intrigued by the sort of prop side of things and the set design and um, and sort of the almost the sort of whole uh you know ants nest that is involved in bringing a project to life for tv and film because there's and, and theater i mean there's such a huge a huge team that goes into making that come to life that i was always really intrigued in the sort of the cogs that make it happen um and so about i think it was about seven years ago um i really started between acting jobs um I started assisting for a set designer. Um, I sort of, obviously there, there is always downtime as an actor, even at my busiest stages, there was always sort of like at least a month here and a month there that I was able to, um, you know, focus on, on trying to find this other route of creativity. Um, and so I had an amazing experience working with a guy called Andy Tomlinson. Um, he's an incredible set designer and I, sort of met him randomly um, through a friend of a friend and um, explained my passion to sort of doing set design um, and sort of doing this other creative angle. Um, and uh, he gave me the opportunity to, to start basically being his first assistant. Um, and it was incredibly hard work. It was incredibly long hours and it really gave me a, a real taste for what what I'm now doing full time as a career, um, sort of in in set design and uh, creative direction and uh, an art direction for for various sort of um, yeah various avenues of work, whether it be you know advertising or music videos or all of the weird and wonderful things that we get ourselves involved in. But as far as the acting side of things, I mean, I, I did my last movie a couple of years ago, um, and I and you know don't get me wrong, I was very grateful to have worked so much in that industry because I, I really you know I really threw myself in and as I said I did it for 20 years but by the end of my last project I just was really starting to sort of fall out of love with it um, and really wanted a little bit more satisfaction um, and and I'm certainly getting it now <laughs> I'm, so, I'm living, living to uh yeah, living to feel that satisfaction and also that exhaustion that comes with the uh, the graft that is uh, is doing set design. Uh, I mean, it's I've never been so physically and sort of mentally exhausted um, as as what I'm doing now. But yeah, that that was my route into it, I guess. Fantastic. What um, what was the initial draw uh, to set design? Um, what you know, what 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 drew you towards it? What what about it? and being a sort of way more um, involved in the creative process I loved I love the detail that goes into set design um, obviously you know perhaps knowing you know being in front of the camera I'm aware of what the size of a what the size of a shot is and really sort of what is actually being seen through the camera and so I'm I, I guess that's given me a, a slight advantage because you know I, I make and build large sets but also I'm aware that not everything is going to be seen. So I really like to sort of work with closely with the director or with the photographer to see what's going to be in camera and then really honing in on the detail, because I think that's 
what elevates um, anything from you know a fashion shoot uh, or an advert or a music video it's those details and really um, the specificity of my job um, is what I feel elevates um, the visual um, the visual impact of any project so I guess that's what drew me to it you know the being creative being hands-on but also being way more involved in the whole process um, which uh, which means that the the satisfaction that I sort of was talking about before is uh, is really amplified amazing um, one of the things I've noticed in many fields within the creative industry uh, things are never quite exactly what they seem like you you can yep. you can kind of see someone doing a certain job and and see certain aspects of it and build an image in your head of what that would entail you know possibly moving into that into that department um, yeah what was the image you had in your head when mm. and and did it was it was it much different how like i mean I, I i i never imagined it was glamorous <laughs> and <laughs> I've certainly had that um, confirmed. It's, it's definitely not glamorous. Um, I mean, the amount of, we're, we're always, we all, my team and I always talk about the fact that not only are we, you know, first on set, but we're also last uh, to leave. Um, the hours are ridiculous. My wife will tell you that, you know, if I'm involved in a project, then it is very much 24 hour um, involvement. Um, it is, it is seriously, um, seriously exhausting in that sense. So I think I had an idea of it being um, everything that I kind of see it to be now, you know, it's, it is creative, it is fulfilling, but at the same time, it is an intense graft and any set designers um, that might be listening to this will, will know exactly what I'm talking about. You know, the amount of cuts and bruises and scrapes and that I don't see, I don't think I've got a single item of clothing that, that isn't covered in paint or uh, is ripped in some way or, you know, and, and even on days when I'm like, you know what, I think we're, we're, we're pretty much there. My team's working incredibly hard. I'm going to, you know, wear a nice jumper because there's a, there's a big client going to be there within seconds. I've, without even thinking about it, picked up a flat or picked up a, a, a fake rock that isn't quite dry. And there I am covered in gray paint. It's like, you know, there's, there is no, there's no sort of, you, you, you haven't done your job right, really, uh, unless you come out with, uh, with, with yourself just being a co complete mess, <laughs> emotionally, physically, <laughs> and, uh, and visually uh, a complete mess. So, uh, yeah, I mean, I love that side of it, but I don't think I was disillusioned when I came into it. Um, I knew exactly what I was getting myself involved in. Nice. Um, before we move on, well, you, you spent 20 years, um, you know, uh, acting and all this kind of stuff and uh, having that kind of format of creativity. Was it a tough transition to to step away from that and then move into your new field? Or was it something you were really excited about and it just happened really quickly and easily? I mean, I was I was always really excited, as in I got, I, as, as soon as the transition was difficult, I guess, because I had a sort of network of people um, or a team of people behind me as an actor. I had representation in England and in America, and I sort of, you know, I had various people who, you know, right, rightly so, had only ever known me as an actor. So there was, there was definitely, um, there was definitely a sort of a difficult transition in the sense of like letting people know that, you know, I was no longer wanting to be considered for roles or for castings. Um, 
and that it didn't upset anyone but it was definitely a sense of like are you sure you you like you know in 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 other people's eyes perhaps i was at a sort of at a junction in my life as an actor that you know um i was i was doing okay for myself you know people perhaps who knew me from you know i was in a soap a soap opera for a few, uh, for like 3 years and in a couple of different films that had sort of not long come out um since you know when i read it when i really decided to step away from it so there was perhaps a bit of confusion from some people and and perhaps the thought process was oh yeah it's nice that he's getting involved in set design but you know is he actually when the opportunity changes is he going to just go back into acting and so i think it was more just the transition for other people than for for myself i knew that i'd sort of uh fallen out of love with it in a way and that's not to say that i i won't take an opportunity um if if one arose that uh, that sort of really lured me in to ever do another acting job but for me personally i'm fully committed to to the business that i've set up and that i'm you know i i i'd like to say you know quite successfully doing you know doing doing the set design world and and so transition was i'd say more for other people than for myself i knew that i was really committed to this and uh and being on set and being exhausted physically and not just being exhausted because as an actor you're waiting around so much that actually the exhaustion comes from you know dare i say like a bit of boredom you know you're on you're on set as an actor and there's so much just sitting around waiting um and and that's a, it's a different form of of exhaustion that i have now which is true you know deep rooted tiredness from being constantly um you know constantly required and needed and and constantly physically active doing the set design so yeah the, the transition has been hard to get my head round but it's uh, it's always been something that i knew was my calling in a way amazing what's been your favorite job that you've uh, you've worked on so far with your set design stuff wow Wow, favourite job. Um, most exciting, I mean, most challenging, one you've enjoyed the most. I mean, I, I've I've been lucky enough recently to do a few sort of big projects with you know large brands like you know Tommy Hilfiger and Balmain and um, and working with some incredible incredible creatives. Um, you know, even directors that I work with, even with the you know the companies, the production companies like yourselves. Also, you know, the likes of uh, directors like Tom Day, photographers like, you know, Jack Bridgeland and uh, other production companies like uh, False Nine with with Hamish Stevenson. You know, there's there's companies even like Outsider that are, you know, big players in the in the scheme of sort of advertising and things like that, that I just feel incredibly lucky to be working with any of those people, you know, as in like it's it's jobs um, and the variety of people that I get the most excitement out of. You know, there's a there's a creative um, Adriana Roslin. There's another one, Betsy, who, you know, Betsy Johnson, again, these people that in a way I would have never crossed paths with these people um, if it wasn't for, you know, the journey that I'm now on as a set designer and I and I guess just working with such a variety of people is my is my pleasure you know as in like it really keeps me on my toes it, cre it keeps me creatively active because it, everybody's got their own different way of working and their different sort of approach to how how we get to the end product that you know it's a it, long story short and I am making it a long story <laughs> but, <laughs> it's like I just 
I just really um, I'm, I'm loving all of the projects that I'm being lucky enough to to being sort of thrown into at the moment. So it's very difficult to say a favourite one at the moment. There's definitely ones that I've loved. You know, I've just done one with Slow Tie um, that was just brilliantly creative and really, really crazy out there as far as the concept that we were doing. Um, uh, and it, I mean, you know, I'm sure we'll go on to talk about it, but there's definitely ones that have been a challenge to the point of becoming a nightmare. But as far as my <laughs> As far as my favourite, I, I, I don't think I can bring myself to say, you know, they're all at the moment um, equally as challenging as, and as uh, satisfying. Amazing. Um, what, would, what would your sort of dream brief be? Like if you could just wave a magic wand and it would come into your email, uh, into your inbox tomorrow, what would be the kind of project that you would just really relish? Um, I, I've, I've been trying to pitch for since I started um, the idea of doing um, an underwater project, as in like sinking a whole set into a large water tank and creating this really dreamlike sort of, uh, perhaps whether it be a music video or a product shoot or whatever, but a dreamy scenario where you've got the model or the actor or whatever swimming through a um, sort of set that I've built um, and existing in that sort of underwater world. That to me is, is um, something that I'm yet to chat and yet to sort of conquer and yet to sort of be asked to do, but it's something that I'm desperate to get involved in. Big budget is the answer to that. Uh, I mean, I've, I recently did a job uh, where I had a, a water tank, uh, just, just almost just like a large, you know, like almost seven foot by two foot um, uh, aquarium. And uh, the budget wasn't right, the environment wasn't right, and it turned into a complete nightmare. I mean, the shots look beautiful, but I've, I've realized that if you are gonna do something large scale with water, then, uh, then the budget has to be there. <laughs> Absolutely. Um, let's, uh, let's maybe touch on that slow tie um, shoot that you just mentioned. Um, yeah. Talk to me about the, the concept, uh, why you liked it so much, how, you know, how interesting you found it. Yeah, I, I, I mean, I don't know when this is due to sort of go out on your podcast, so I, I can't sort of go perhaps into huge, huge detail because it, has, it hasn't come out yet. But I think the main the main thing that was so, so good about it, and I was talking to the photographer that I was working with on it, um, it's all about the concept being right, the environment being right, and the person you're photographing being up for it. And that, that was what was so incredibly satisfying and incredibly enjoyable about working with Slow Tie on this project. I mean, in, in brief, um, you know, we were, you know, we were putting, pulling condoms over his head, you know, we were covering him in glycerine. We were, um, we were doing pretty weird stuff um, for this, for this um, project. And the fact that he was, had so much positive energy towards what we were trying to achieve, um, because, you know, again, certainly without naming names, you know, you work on some projects and the creatives, right, the people you're working with are, are sort of all on it. And then somebody gets involved, whether it be the model or the talent or whatever. And uh, and, you know, they're they're difficult to work with. And immediately the day is 10 times more difficult than it, sh than it should be. You know, I'm sure, you know, I'm not I'm not asking you to agree with me because I know that we don't want to bad mouth any clients, but, you know, the fact is, is that clients can also sometimes be the nightmare <laughs> and it's part of our job to, you know, guide and, and be accommodating of clients because they obviously are always right and they are always 
um, you know, any any questions or queries they might have are, are to be accommodated and not to be sort of like confronted in any way. But, you know, a mixture of a difficult client, a difficult talent um, or a difficult sort of environment can make your job incredibly, um, you know, so much harder than it perhaps should be. And so this slow tie one was just glorious because uh, he was just a dream to work with. Uh, and as was the team that we were working with as well. So it was, it was wicked. So much fun. Awesome, mate. Um, so that brings us on to our sort of big, biggest clanger section on the podcast. Uh, on your notes, it just says tree. So tell yeah. us a little bit more about this. Yeah, well, I'll try and set the scene and I won't, I won't drag it on. But I was working, you know, this was, this was a couple of years ago. And it still kind of sticks in my uh, in my craw over how much it uh, it hurt at the time. But I was working at the time. I was doing about I think it was like three jobs within ten days, and they were all pretty massive. I was working for Sketchers, which was a really nice uh, client. You know, like fantastic client, really accommodating. We really, really went there with with, with the creative. It was actually for an event because I like to do. Um, when, when events are allowed again, um, I was quite involved in sort of doing the creative and the creative build for, um, for events. So Sketchers were releasing um, this collaboration between them and uh, anime. There was a specific anime sort of film and a TV series that they were collaborating on. And um, Heist Nabiety were the, were the producers of it. So they were, again, amazing people to work for. And I just, uh, I pitched something that was so extraordinarily out there that I was like, they're never going to go with this. They're never going to go with it. I mean, like amazing, the budget's good and everything, but they're never going to go with this. Anyway, they went with it. And basically we had, we had a studio. We were running the event, just to clarify, we were running the event from a studio in Shoreditch and also simultaneously running the event in Berlin. And which is already like, mind blown as in like you know the size and scale of this project that I was involved in you know fairly early on in my career I was just like I've really got to nail this one um and so I said this is a great idea I'm going to bring essentially a ton and a half of tree an actual tree into this studio and build a anime world around this tree so we're talking like rolling hills. We had sort of, um, uh, you know, uh, we had various sort of like um, areas of chill out, which was like huge hills, basically, that we had built in the studio. The studio was massive, but we had this in the middle as the centerpiece. We had this huge tree, which I had hired from this company that hires, uh, you know, natural goods. Um, we painted it purple because so that it, this sort of beautiful anime sort of like really zingy color we had built on into it sort of almost like tr a treehouse structure like we really really went there anyway the build and the install was amazing um i had totally undermanned myself for the get out the project the, the event finished at midnight i had six people working for me all of which were exhausted it was a huge learning curve for me because obviously now I know to have a get out team that is separate from the team that have installed it because obviously everyone's exhausted um, it got to um, it got to about one in the morning pretty much everything else was out of this out of the space we'd really blitzed this uh, this install 
And there I was left with a ton and a half of tree in the middle of this studio. And I had arranged for a company, a pickup company with a crane to come and pick it up. 1 a.m., come and pick it up. We'll lay it onto this, uh, onto this you know, track. We'll bring it out into the, uh, into the road and you'll come and grab it. Anyway, they let me down. They let me down. They didn't turn up. They didn't turn up. It's one o'clock in the morning. I have no plan B. I mean, who has a plan B with a ton and a half of tree? Get the chainsaw. And so, well, I'd hired it. It would have cost me. <laughs> I mean, in hindsight, I should have chainsawed the fucking thing up and 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 chainsawed it into a million pieces and delivered it back to the prop house and been like, "Charge me. I'm sorry." That's what should have happened. Instead, I tried with all of my team to drag this tree on a on like a track the track broke it was we hadn't tested it the track broke we were midway in and out of this studio the studio and i'm not going to definitely not going to name names because these guys like they they did not behave particularly well um, in how they dealt with my mess up they said well just so you're aware after 3 a.m we're charging you uh, or charging the company, which in turn was charging me a thousand pounds an hour for overtime. What? A thousand pounds an hour was the contract that had been signed with the company that had hired me. And in turn, the, the cost came on to me. That project on the Monday morning and not to be crass and talk about money, but just so that, you know, it's my biggest clangor and my biggest learning curve. On the Monday morning, that company were due to uh, a company that had hired me were due to be paying me X amount of money and they had to pay me minus the 17,000 pounds when I had eventually got it out of this studio. They paid me minus the amount that I owed, minus £17,000, which was my overtime charges. I mean, if something isn't going to cut you deep and cut you enough that it's going to not have a knock-on effect and give me post-traumatic stress, for probably up until now, I'm probably still suffering from this, um, <laughs> that's, that's what I was faced with on the Monday morning. Mate, you're, I eventually... you're, the, you're the highest rolling clanger, for sure. Yeah, the most mate, expensive mate, clanger we've had. It was painful. It was so painful. And as I said, I was fairly early on in my career as far as these big projects and you know I've worked with both of those clients since you know they weren't looking at me like a nightmare they were like the the event was a dream like they were really really happy which made me incredibly proud but that is a painful clangor Uh, a painful clangor and and you know for want of a better word utter bastards who decided to follow through with that charge because I was just like this is unreal that you're actually you know surely there should be a cutoff after five grand yeah. or something yeah. but no they, they threw the full book at me and uh threw the full book book at the company i guess they didn't realize that the charge was going to be passed on to me and my you know fledgling company um and yeah a 17 a deficit of 17 grand ouch oh, mate, that makes my head hurt <laughs> It made my whole soul hurt, man. <laughs> um, but anyway, that, I, I definitely learned a million and one lessons from that project. You asked for a clanger, that's my clanger. <laughs> Fantastic. Well, <laughs> that's that, that's a great one. Um, 
I won't keep you too much longer. I think if we finish off with um, some advice, I'm going to ask you... Some, something positive, man. After that, don't leave me. I'm going to sit in the car crying after that. <laughs> 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 I mean, Jesus. Hello. Yeah, Jack anyway, yeah, go on. <laughs> Exactly, man. Oh my goodness. Um, so yeah, some advice you were saying. Sorry, what's the question? Uh, so basically, I'm gonna <laughs> ask you. Um, uh, well, how we usually frame the question is: anyone maybe looking to make a beginning in your uh, specific creative field? So I'm going to ask you to give some advice in that regard. And also, um, you know, you made the decision after 20 years of of you know and having a you know a pretty successful career in doing one thing to then switch over and do something else. Uh, yep. you know to a lot of people maybe that would be pretty fucking scary um so what would be your advice yeah. to people maybe thinking about doing that as well yeah yeah and um, i mean firstly some advice to anybody wanting to come into this career um i don't want to say the obvious thing of don't <laughs> um, <laughs> um no i would 100 percent say it is one of the most satisfying and fulfilling and creatively um I mean, it keeps you so creatively on your toes that um, that I would wholeheartedly uh, advise for going into it. Definitely don't come in if you're shy of work or shy of um, putting in a shift because and shy of the hustle. Um, I mean, the whole thing is is a you know a beg beg steal and borrow scenario when you're going into, especially in the early days. You know, you've just got to really um, you've really got to keep your wits about you about getting these projects over the line and you know, hustling, hustling, hustling to sort of really bring this career to something that makes sense um, as a career, as a actual financially viable career. Um, keep good people around you. Um, obviously, I mean, I'm lucky to have my wife and, and now my, my son and, you know, my family, my brother as well. Um, he, he pretty much works uh, with me um, all the time. And, uh, keep good people around you make a good team and stick with it as much as you can um you're gonna you're gonna become come up against a lot of people who are not right in your team um and you've got to sort of like be very brave about you know cutting people out that aren't right moving forward um and uh and always try and stay positive even when it's two in the morning and you're still loading the fourth fan of get out and the rain's hammering down and you know just as long as as long as the project has gone well then you know those sorts of satisfying satisfying moments uh, are honestly the the fuel that uh, that keeps the fire burning when it comes to uh, set designers and art directors and such because it is a graft it is no doubt it is a graft so my advice would be get involved it's epic assist as much as you can it really helped me assisting 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 it gives you a really you know clear insight into this uh, into this world and then on top of that, um, yeah, just just be constantly creating, even if it's just making mood boards and working out what your what your style is in a way. I mean, my company is called LSD Limited, Linden Set Design Limited, but the LSD is is purely a fort fortuitous because of my name and how it fits into my job. But the thing is, it is creative, it is out there, it is open-minded towards um any sort of creative that can come your way and just own it and make it yours and uh and go for it fantastic mate well mate, I'll, I'll let you go um thanks for chatting with us today um, man i'm sorry that I it on so much i do have a tendency to get really passionate about <laughs> no, not at all not at all don't be silly <laughs> um but i yeah i've loved talking to you mate and i can't wait for the next project that we get involved with
mate amen to that um i'll let you go uh, safe travels um try and get thanks, some rest mate. and uh i'll see you soon <laughs> take care man speak soon thanks man bye that is all we have time for this week on the podcast guys but please subscribe to ensure you catch all of our future episodes you can also follow us on instagram at family and friends that's f-m-l-y and friends all one word for news on our new community hub and please also check out our main page at family creative that's on instagram or our main website family-creative.com we'll catch you next time